everybody. Welcome to Glowing Weak Point. I'm your host, Wombat. Uh, technically, John says I'm like the main host, but he introduces the podcast pretty much every week. Well, but yeah, because you Here I am today. I do take too long. But today, we just kind of sat around in silence for a few seconds, and I was like, well, we have we have nothing else to say, so let's get this started. Hi, John. How's it going, Wombat? What? I'm tired. What's your glowing weak point? Uh, it was my birthday the other day. That one was easy. It was! <laughs> yeah, it was like two days ago? Two days ago. Uh, yes, it was two days ago. And how'd that go? It went great. I went to uh, an, an art museum, and that was that was nice. Got to see lots of lots of cool art things. Um, one of the favorite installations was in the modern section, and they had this concave mirror. It was bu- it was a bunch of little small shards of mirrors all focused out towards you. And if you stood at a certain point, you could see, like, your face in every single mirror. (laughs) And if you said anything, all of the audio got focused back into your ears. So it sounded like when you talk into a mic and it feeds back into your ear immediately. And it was trippy. (laughs) It was real weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, also went to uh, the aquarium. Because we've got one of the largest aquariums in the world here. And that was pretty cool. Got to sit there and watch some whale sharks swim back and forth. Yeah. Whale sharks are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharks are cool. Whales are cool. When you combine a whale and a shark, you know, some things that are cool don't combine well, but a whale and a shark, they combine well. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll agree with yeah. that. Um, what about you? What's your glowing weak point? Ooh, man. Um, I'm going to use one that I meant to use for last week, but I don't, I don't think I did. I don't even remember answering Glowing Week Point last week, <laughs> you did. to be entirely honest. But, uh... uh or did, what was my Glowing Week Point last week? Maybe I I'm just not know. remembering. <laughs> <You think> I, <laughs> remember? I remember asking you and you answering. I don't remember what you answered with, but I remember you answering. You know what? I think I did use this one already, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna use it. Okay. Um... My glowing weak point is, uh, <laughs> Stranger, hold on, I got it now. Okay. Uh, I, I started playing Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. It's like, it, it's like the newest take on the first Final Fantasy game. Okay. It's, it's full of edgy, con- uh, edgy dialogue about chaos and I'm gonna kill chaos and, Ugh, chaos. <laughs> Ugh, chaos. Yeah, legit. Like, that's a thing that he, Jack just says. Also, the main character's name is Jack. Not one of the greatest names. <laughs> no. It's, it's just too normal. That, 
the three the three characters you you start the game with are Jack, he's the one you play as, Jed and Ash. See, Ash and even Jed could do. But Jack Jack's and then just at little, the... like I I don't there there's there's a problem where a lot of RPGs go too far and they're like, "Ah, it is I, the main character, Plecostophum of me." And you're like, all right, cool, <laughs> cool. You just kind of threw some consonants together and decided that this was was going to be a, a cool name. Um, right. But but then others are just like, ah, it's me, the main character, Brad. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Too far in the opposite direction. Ash, Ash is a good one. Brad, Jack, Ash is- not too much. I do like Ash. Ash is this, like, he's this big black man with with just the biggest fucking arms. Just, like, shredded arms. Gotcha. So, like, his, Final his Fantasy default VII. Outf- yeah, his default outfit has him in a wife beater, so it's just, it's just his arms out all the time. You know, guns out. Except he uses fist weapons. He doesn't use guns. Unfortunate. But the uh, the fourth character that you get at the end of the um, the uh, the first real stage of the game, her name is Neon. Neon's a good name. Neon is a good name. I was I was also excited to see that there was a f- a main female character because at first going into the game, I really thought it was going to be a bro fest. <laughs> And I was I was fine with that for Final Fantasy fifteen because it's like it, it's just telling the story of four dudes who like just get along well with each other. Yeah. But it's like I don't need that again. I got it once. Now I'll have female characters again. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um have you consumed anything new this week? Because I have. I I have read the first chapter of a online novel. I, I don't know how to how to categorize this. But uh, I, w- I wanted to hear from you first. It's like, okay, pick up a new book or did you buy something cool well, or watch something fun? Other than the subject of this week's episode, the yeah. only book I've been reading is the Sandy Hook book. Yeah. Which isn't really new. And it's it's a bummer a lot of the time, but it's really interesting. It's a page turner, but it's a page turner because it's like, oh god, the tragedy just only gets worse. Like, it starts out with like three chapters of uh like like it, introducing you to the parents of the children. And then introducing you to the children themselves, like what they were like, their hobbies and and talents and stuff, and then describes the ways in which they were found. So, like, not in horribly graphic detail, but enough to get you like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And And then it moves into introducing you, which I didn't need an introduction to him, but other people do. To Alex Jones, the main person who causes all the, like, post-shooting grief for the families. Yeah. And just the amount of piece of shit that he is, it, when you read it on paper, is just overwhelming. Yeah. It's just... 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Just a fucking complete monster. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's not t- t- talk about that book too much. Instead, uh, I watched. I sat down with Mitchell the other day. Just me and Mitchell. Rare occurrence. And we turned on Life and Beth, which is uh, a show on Hulu. It's written, directed, produced, and starring Amy Schumer. Interesting. Interesting. With uh, Michael Sarah in like a prominent supporting role. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll fucking watch anything with Michael Sarah. That's the main reason I put this on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 like, I actually love Michael Sarah. I like Michael Sarah a whole lot more than I like joke stealing Amy Schumer. Um. <laughs> but Amy Schumer's actually really good in this. She tones mm. down her raunchiness a bit. Okay. Um, it's still a kind of it's still a kind of raunchy show, but it's mostly about like childhood trauma and how it affects the way our lives our lives uh, the way we live our lives even into like our late thirties. Okay. But, like the way it just fucking fucks us up, yeah. and and dealing with that primarily because of your mother's sudden death. And having to cope with that and the, how you got along with your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a it's a really good show, actually. Okay. Um, I would recommend it to anybody. It's equal parts funny and sad. Well, uh, tying in with the uh, book that we're reading this week, I, uh, I was trying to find something <clears throat> because there... I read it through, and, and we'll get into this later. I read it through, and then I I didn't take any notes because I didn't expect to need to. And then I got to the end, and I was like, man, I really wish I could go back and find that one word that they used. Um, and then I... Are, we, are you talking still about the book that we read? Yes, about the book that we read. And I uh, so I went and tried Googling for it because I know a lot of times you can you can search like Google books and stuff and it'll tell you whether the, the words in there or where it is and stuff. And maybe I took a picture of the word you're you trying didn't. to think of. You didn't. I looked through okay. it. Yeah. I was hoping when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, awesome. But no, I, I didn't see it. I guess it didn't stick out through. to me in the same way it did to you. Yeah. And I meant to go back through the book and, and, uh, look for it, but I just, I couldn't be bothered. That's a lot of effort for uh, <laughs> it is for this shit. Um, so, uh, but uh, while I was doing that, I ran into uh, a forum where this person is writing a book called Isekai Free Space, which is reborn what? as a space mercenary with the physics of the game Descent Free Space. With less dubious consent and more useless lesbians. <laughs> that's what they say. Like that's that's what that's, <laughs> sounds better. I could really do with less dubious consent. Correct. Same. Um, and, uh, so I was like, "Huh? Uh, I'll see what this is like." And then I read the entire first chapter and was like, "Oh, that was delightful." <laughs> I will spoil it a little bit. Dubious consent plays a large role in my recap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get that. Having read the book. 
So yeah, yeah I uh, I read that, and that it was actually it was good enough that I got through the first chapter and was like. Well, I have other shit to do today, so let me bookmark this for a later date. <laughs> I do find it interesting that somebody found Reborn as a space mercenary, like, good enough to write, want to write a better version of it. Yeah. Um, and, and they, like, clearly... Like, they're... explicitly call out, like, Reborn as a space mercenary as, this is the book I'm being, but better. Yeah. But they're they're using the mechanics of an actual game that exists. So they're like using the world and mechanics of that game, but they're also taking a lot of inspiration from just the fact that Reborn is a space mercenary the way that they isekai them in. I, I don't know that it goes beyond much further than just the way they get isekai in, as in like in Reborn as a Space Mercenary, you get isekai in having all of the skills and uh, starting out with the ship and stuff, but not knowing necessarily how the culture works around you. And this is the same way, uh, except right. even better, the girl gets isekai in. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. And she's got a ship, and she's got all the, the the powers, you know, like, ability to shoot with a gun, and knows how to pilot the, the uh, little fighter jet. And it is differently in that, like, you have a command ship that you launch your fighters out of, a la, like, Battlestar Galactica. Um, right. And so... Cool shit! Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, a single-person fighter, and there's multiple bays, so... I'm excited for when they get, you know, like seven other hot girls into this little lesbian harem uh, command ship and they all do space battles together. Sounds fantastic. And then eventually you could you could do the thing that you have to do once you have like seven allied like small ships. Mm -hmm. You have to combine them. Oh yeah, no. There's there's gotta be a way at some point where they they Voltron this. Yes, there has to be. Um, you go full Gurren Logon and. <laughs> yep, yep. Looking forward to that. Their their ships are the ships that shall pierce the heavens. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Well. We, uh... Let's get into it. We spat some silly. Let's, let's get to, uh... We're talking about the news this week. Wombat didn't want to. Well, we said we were going to talk about the news, and then last minute, Wombat was like... I don't want to. <laughs> there's nothing... There's nothing interesting that isn't a bummer, is the problem. Yeah, but I am not caught up on all my anime. Cause so we couldn't talk about anime. So yeah. we have some last minute news we can talk about. Like, uh, let's start with this one that I found literally this morning. It was posted to Kotaku at 2:40 a.m. That's how Gosh. that's how recent this news is. So the Embracer Group, which is this like big like maw of video game publishers, um, already owns like Gearbox and THQ Nordic. They're they're purchasing, uh, let's see, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix. 
Yeah. Like, those three things. Which also gives them ownership of Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, the defunct Legacy of Cain, um, and also Crystal Dynamics is the, the studio that made Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, that game. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, they're getting a lot there, in- yeah. including a, at least one really good studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one really good studio at least, and also quite a few really popular, um, like, copyrights IP. there. Yeah, that's, that's the bigger get there, I think. Like, Deus Ex is a big one. Legacy uh-huh. of Kane is a big one. Uh-huh. Tomb Raider, big Thief, not so much, but it's it's got its niche audience. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but it is it is kind of a bummer that it's uh, these studios and have been passed around between like big fucking billion dollar groups for the past like two decades, and it's just kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the Embracer group seems ju- like somehow even bigger than Square Enix. Like just a real mm-hmm. a real black hole of a company. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, games keep coming out of them, so it's not like it's just a group that it's going to go to to die. That's true. But they do allow Gearbox and Randy What's-His-Fucking-Face to allow do him to do whatever the fuck he feels like, and it's always bad. <laughs> yeah. Randy Pitchford. Like, I don't think... Randy Pitchford, that's him. Like, I don't think they've made a good game since before Aliens Colonial Marines. Um... <laughs> I mean, like I've a heard, decade ago, I've heard good things about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I do keep seeing articles about it. I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever seen it as good. I haven't seen it referred to as bad, but I haven't seen it referred to as good either. I mean, it's so. not Borderlands Three or Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> this is true. Mm. So, I mean, this is—it's just a thing that happened. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell if this is a good thing or a bad thing, because I'm I'm firmly like, in the boat that this is a bad thing because it it means that Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Thief are no longer going to be in the Squeenix CU, <laughs> and, uh, as as talked about recently in the Game Facts, and that's just a big bummer to me. I'm I'm torn be- like two the two of these game IPs are things that I really enjoy. Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. Um Square Enix Deus Ex has been fucked underneath Square Enix. Yeah. Like it, it, the newer games just do not resemble the older ones at all. In the ways that like like how Bethesda fucked up Fallout, Square Enix fucked up Deus Ex. Like mm. that's that's how I feel about that. But yeah. Tomb Raider has been really good. Tomb Raider has been fantastic underneath Square Enix. So, yeah. I don't know. Me either. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for me? Um. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we'll talk about the fact that uh, 
so there is we're all familiar with club penguin right like everyone, everyone yeah i mean i guess there are people who who might listen to this that are too young for club penguin which is both sad and also whatever because club penguin was iconic but also never amounted to anything uh <laughs> yeah uh, it was around for like more than a decade and yet never progressed really past the point where it started. Yeah, yeah, it never became something. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was iconic, and, and people still wanted it. So uh, there have been quite a few uh, versions of it put back on the internet, and uh, they occasionally yeah. get taken down. But... Uh, one of the more popular one of them, Club Penguin Rewritten, uh, was recently taken down, um, which is, unfortunately, Disney took it down, and it's one of those situations where it's like, Disney's not doing anything with it, they're not, you know, it's, it's not hurting anyone, why are you taking it down? Except... I'm torn on this one, too. Except... <laughs> Club Penguin rewritten just put <coughs> ads into their game. Right, they were making money off of it. Yeah, and you could you could make an argument that you know maybe they weren't making money off of it. Maybe it was just enough to cover the um, you know hosting and licensing. You know all all that stuff. Well, there's no licensing. Right, maybe but. they weren't making a profit, but they were making money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, th- the argument against that is there's no way to stop making money when you hit enough for a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when you put ads in, you make however much the ads make you, whether you can't that's... be like, oh, well, we've, we've made our quota. Let's take the ads down. Yeah. That doesn't, you can't do that. No. <laughs> you can say, oh, well, you know, there's, there's you know good months there's bad months maybe they're holding on to it for a rate no yeah the potential for profit is there yeah and that's that's why disney came after rewritten yeah like i i understand how uh hard it can be to do something like that and and you're just you're you're throwing money away um but at the same time like you you can't you you have no rights to the uh, IP, so you can't. You're already on shaky ground. Don't do anything to put yourself under threat there. So it, right, it, like at first it seems like, and all the the first day of these news, everything that was happening on day one of the news was all like, oh, we've got another case of a you know publisher coming in and taking down the servers for this thing that have been down for 20 years and they're not making any money off of it what a bunch of dickheads and then it was day two that they're like oh slight retraction uh <laughs> apparently right. the the devs were just protecting themselves the other guys are shitbags uh, uh like when i first read the headlines my first compare point of comparison was um another metroid 2 remake how Nintendo yeah. just like sent them a cease and desist, and it's like, well, we were just releasing this free fan game. <clears throat> like it, it was a shitty thing for Nintendo to do back then, and that was the point of comparison I had. And then I read the article, and I'm like, no, 
this is different. Another Metroid 2 remake wasn't going to sell me bang energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I feel bad for the people who did AM2R because uh, it was fantastic. It still is fantastic. I still have it on my computer and play it. But <laughs> it's it's unfortunate that, you know, like they did just fine. They It was a passion product project for them, so they just did it for themselves and, uh, you know, they ate the cost versus this. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is like, also... Like, I understand the desire to want to recoup the costs because hosting something... Because Club Penguin is technically, like, an MMO thing. It has, like, player interaction and stuff, so the hosting has to be expensive. Yeah. It's not nothing. Um, yeah. The the sad bit about this is though that like you can recoup those costs when tax day comes along because you can claim it as a hobby or you like and since you're claim not claim the expenses as like a work related expense yeah or, or legitimately as a hobby like you can you can yeah. have hobbies and claim those as expenses and get a lot of that back if not all so it's. It's just short-sighted in my my head. And and yeah. It, because of how short-sighted it is and how obviously illegal it is, <laughs> it, it makes me have a little bit less faith in the uh good wishes of the developer, the goodwill of the developer of uh, right. of CPR cuz I mean like It becomes just two dicks. Yeah. fucking each other over yeah all right like, disney still sucks because it took club penguin down in the first place mm -hmm. and it sucks in general but then yeah. cpr sucks because they tried to make money off of it off a thing that they did not make like they're just hosting a version of it so i i do like that uh speaking of disney um, they're kind of screwing over DeSantis right now, which makes me slightly happy, even though it's like <laughs> a billionaire dealing with another millionaire just screwing each other over. I saw another headline this morning about Disney taking like 50 titles off of Disney Plus. I didn't click on it because I don't give a shit, mm -hmm. but I, I did kind of chuckle a little at them making their shitty fucking streaming service even more worthless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've got the um, Ewan McGregor Obi Wan show coming out. Uh, I could not like, give like less now. of a shit. Oh, dude, I'm totally gonna be watching that. Absolutely, I will be watching it. Um, I would really like to watch Moon Knight. I'm not gonna pay for Disney Plus to watch Moon Knight. <laughs> well, I mean, here's, here's the deal: you could pay for just a month. Like. That's that's what I'm gonna be doing is is I'm gonna wait for the Obi Wan show to finish and then I'm going to get a month of Disney Plus and binge through maybe Moon Knight and the you know the Boba Book of Boba Fett see you know all the bad decisions they made there and uh, I don't think I saw Mando season two I might have no I did that's the one with with Luke but yeah yeah like, uh, that one ends with Luke yeah so. 
you know, I'll, I'll get through and I'll, I'll, you know, take a month, I'll binge through the stuff I want to watch, and then I'll say goodbye because I don't need to have it all the time. Yeah. Honestly, it's becoming increasingly that way with Netflix, too. Like, yeah. I don't... I still have Netflix, but I, I intend to bring it up with the family. Like, do we need to be paying for Netflix? Yeah, and that's... The, the, if... So, right now, I think there's, like, 20 movies that we have on our watch list that are all like, yeah, we should we should watch Cyberpunk, because I've, I've never seen the... Or not what what is it? What is the cyberpunk? Um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Thank you. I've never seen Blade Runner. I feel like I should probably see Blade Runner. But every time I turn on Netflix, I'm like, I don't want to spend three hours watching a movie. Uh, <laughs> <or> like, <laughs> I've never seen Top Gun. I really should see Top Gun. Um, I get so bummed out looking at movie runtimes these days. I'm like, can a movie be less than two and a half hours long? any movie <laughs> uh but like aside from movies we've watched like we we just finished re-watching deep space nine for the second time uh it's a fantastic show and it ends on a a, a weird point we wish it would have continued but um, oh yeah we watch cobra kai whenever that comes out we it, it's a big family event whenever cobra kai comes out yeah but i mean when it when it comes to things that are netflix originals that we care about at all it's pretty much just the witcher uh and i stopped caring about that one yeah well we we like the uh setting they killed eskel and i was like fuck this show it doesn't matter <laughs> that that i th i saw so much shit about that and i was like eskel has basically no bearing in the books he doesn't matter why oh no he's he's more important in the games that's the thing is people get attached to him in the games yeah and that's I don't, I don't that's care. why people got mad <laughs> <laughs> i don't care um and um if if i wasn't if we weren't like the parents have uh, the like 4K Netflix subscription, and then and that allows for you to have like four people watching at the same time. Right. Uh, we split it four ways between you know the parents and the siblings, so I'm paying way less per month for Netflix than I would even just getting it a couple times a year. So like if I was personally paying for it, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, we would we would do that on a monthly basis, but despite the fact that I'm pretty much not using it very much right now, uh, it's it it's just dumb for me to say no to it. Yeah, um, it, it's weird because it's it used to be that Hulu was the one that I was like I don't need this. I've never needed Hulu before. I don't need it at all. Now I have Hulu and it's the main one I go to. Well, I, and there's I I wish I had Hulu because uh, that's the only place you can watch Stargate Atlantis right now, and I've never seen it, and I've seen all the rest of Stargate. Uh, so I really you can skip Atlantis. Oh no, it's 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 got <laughs> seriously no, 
Absolutely no, not. No, it's so bad. It's so bad. My mom was so into Atlantis, and like we would watch Stargate SG One together, she and I, and I was we were so into it. And then she got really into Atlantis, and I was just like, I don't, I don't get. It's I got don't get the appeal. It's got Jewel State in it, and Jason Momoa. No, it's great. I'm, I'm an Atlantis hater. Okay. Have you tried yeah. again since you were a child watching it with your mom? This is this is actually teenage, so no, I haven't. You haven't since you were a <laughs> child watching it with your mom? Because <laughs> teenagers are children. This is true. But no, I, I haven't really gone back to it, but part of that is also because then they moved on, they moved on from atlantis to universe and you really don't have to no care no about I, universe i don't have to care about universe. <laughs> i'll still watch it because i'll have seen everything else but i'll i'll it won't be like deep space nine or sg1 where i keep going back and rewatching them i watched two episodes of universe and i was like are they just trying to be battlestar galactica yes <laughs> yes it really felt like they were just mm-hmm. they really wanted to be Battlestar Galactica yep <laughs> uh, but I have a problem with Hulu in that uh, Hulu does ads even when you pay for it unless you pay like a lot for it yeah. and I yeah just, I pay a lot for it so I don't have to watch ads Hulu's in bus- my kitchen nightmares Hulu's business model is just repulsive to me so it sucks. I yeah. mean, that's what happens when you're owned by fucking Disney. Why is it not part of Disney Plus? It's a great question. Right. Why, why does Disney have two different streaming services? Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Yep. It's another reason why I don't pay for Disney Plus. I already pay Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I right. already pay you for shit. Give me, give me another news article. All right. This dude bought the uh, the first tweet NFT for two, $2.9 million. He wanted to sell it for $48 million. And his best offer was 3600 Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anybody out there was still thinking NFTs were an investment. Um, this one, this one kind of, hey, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh... And Can and you imagine paying $3 million for the, the tweet of Jack saying, just setting up my Twitter with no no vowels in Twitter? Yeah. The highest the offer fuck? was $277. That's not 277000 It was 277 And then, finally, uh, the, the final offer of three thousand six hundred dollars yeah which just it was probably himself like let's be real he was probably trying <laughs> to drive it up through a fucking sock puppet account yeah yeah that's that's nice because because that's a documented thing that nft dudes do can you imagine paying 2.9 million dollars for something and expecting to get $48 million out of it? <laughs> I mean, like, if you expect- I don't expect to pay, like, $3 for something and expect to get 48 for flipping it. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
And and when you when you flip something, you usually put some effort into it. Like when you buy a house that's really beaten down, and then you put a whole bunch of your own work into it to raise the value of the house, and then you resell. Yeah, like it. you buy a condemned structure, and then you 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 Joanna gains it, and then you flip it and, mm-hmm. and sell it for three times what it was worth. My my neighbor's house has gone through four owners in the four years that we have owned it, and only one of those owners actually lived in it. Uh, <laughs> all the others were like there was there were three owners in a row that bought it from a flipper, flipped it, or put some work into it, and flipped it, and another flipper bought it. Like <laughs> what? But, but all of them made money. Every single one of them made money. Part of which being because the, the housing market is crazy, but also, like, you can do that. You can put effort into something and make it better. Do you know what you could do to NFTs to make them better? Delete Nothing. them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you can do, and uh, <laughs> that doesn't get you a whole lot of money, but it does help the world. Um It does. Take it off the blockchain. So, like, this is stupid. (laughs) I love it, though. The person was stupid. Like, was this the first tweet ever, or...? Yes, it's the first tweet ever of Jack Dorsey tweeting out, just setting up my Twitter. Okay. Yeah, on March 21st, 2006. Okay. Yeah. Wee. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? Uh, Who gives a shit about that tweet? Yeah. God. All right. Uh, John, do you want to talk about the thing? I don't know. Do we need to? We're about 40 minutes I mean, in. It, everybody else is talking about the thing. Yeah, but just because all your friends are jumping off a bridge, does that mean you will? I mean, they're not my friends. John, you put this on the list. I'm asking if you want to talk about the thing you brought. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't. Hey, Elon. (laughs) Elon bought Twitter. Nobody gives a shit. There's no reason to give a shit. It's a, a private company, and you can do that, and... You know, a, a little fun aside thing here also. This is actually a local news story for me. Can you imagine that? Um, oh, some dude in Austin, Some dude in Austin offered Elon a hundred acres of land if he'll move Twitter's headquarters to Austin. <sighs> yeah. I hope not. Let's make this area even worse. Going back to the housing prices, we're selling our house right now, and Mm -hmm. Cadence bought this house for $60,000 in 2017. Yep. Um, Let's, I don't don't think I'm allowed to tell you how much it's being sold for, but the offer was more than twice that. Yep. And and the, the house is only marginally better than when she bought it. I I bought my house <laughs> in uh, uh, four years ago. I bought it four years ago. Uh, it'll be five in a few months, but about f- a little, little more than four years ago. Uh, the price for the house has gone up. The estimated value of the house has gone up 
almost 100 percent yeah in like four like years. ours is more than a hundred percent in in four five years. years and it's yeah insane. like oh i don't know what it is over there but over here it's because everybody from fucking california is moving to austin and increasingly there is no place to buy property in austin or mm-hmm. close to austin we're yeah. an hour out from Austin, and this is where people have to move now to be, quote-unquote, close to Austin. Yep. <laughs> it's absurd. I hate it. Yep. I hate I hate all the California people coming over. I hate them all. As you should. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about game facts. It's another food one, I'm guessing. <laughs> UFO common yakisoban. Oh, we didn't do the little sing song. Game facts. I mean, we don't UFO common yakisoban Kettler no Kuroi Inbo is a beat 'em up game for the Super Famicom developed by Kid Court and published by Den Z. Mm-hmm. Does Washington. this become does this become an English language game eventually? No. No, no. it doesn't. Okay. It is it is Japanese only. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In UFO Common Yakisoban, you play as the titular character Yakisoban, a masked hero for Nissin Food Products Com- Company <laughs> Limited. I hate <laughs> Fighting against the forces of Kettler and his dark conspiracy to kidnap Yoki Soban's fiance. Yep. I hate corporate culture. You know, a hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, John, a hundred years ago, you would not have to be classified as a company limited. Yeah, a hundred years ago, you also couldn't do a podcast. And the world was better for that, also. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, w- w- is he a food product? Is he, uh, or is he just a Sentai dude? So, uh, first of all, he's a he's a Sentai. I mean, common means masked. He's the uh, yeah, UFO I know. Masked. That's what I said. Yakisoba. Is he a Sentai dude? Yes. Um, you're familiar with yakisoba, right? Yeah, it's the fried noodle. Yes. He's he is the Sentai for uh, Nissan's UFO Yakisoba, which oh my god is a brand of instant Yakisoba. You know this is actually this is actually pretty on band on brand for this season, considering one of my favorite anime has just the Gelato Five. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Red Gelato. <laughs> I love the way he says it every time. (laughs) In addition to the usual repertoire of kicking, punching, and jumping, you know, Sentai shit, Yakisoban also uses his sauce beam and his tempura ball bomb special attacks to defeat anything in his path. With special moves like the Nori Flash that freezes enemies, that sounds dirty, or his trusty Yakisoban unicycle, Yakisoban can easily get to the finish and rescue his fiance. You stumbled when you got to the word unicycle. 
<laughs> I did a little bit. It it's a mouthful, Yaki Soban Unicycle. It doesn't it doesn't flow. <laughs> Uh, well, they don't use the word unicycle. They use, uh, a different word that... Some Japanese shit. Yeah. Yeah. From 1993 to 1995, Nissin Foods ran a series of TV advertisements featuring UFO common yokisa... Yakisoban! Gosh. I fucked up again. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's the second time. And his continual battle against the diabolical kettler, who aims to monopolize kettles, thus keeping hot water from the instant ramen-loving masses. Then just use a pot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't need a kettle to make hot water. Just use a pot. Pots boil slower, and they're harder to sure. pour. And yeah. less precise. A, so, But... If you're if you don't have a kettle, like I don't have a kettle, just use a pot. How do you not have a kettle? I've never needed one really. I have two kettles. One There's for the no st- reason to have two kettles. One for the stove, and I have one that's uh, it's got a built-in hot plate. Backup. Yeah, it's electrical. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what anime this is, but there's a character in some anime who always buys, like, three of each book that he gets. It's one to read, one to keep, and one to give to people. Hmm. <laughs> you should do that with kettles. Buy a third kettle to give to, to people. To give to you, because you need a kettle? <laughs> no, I, I I don't need a kettle. I'm good. <laughs> Everyone needs a kettle. <laughs> Other characters include fake Yakisoban, the pawn of Kettler, and Yakisoban's cousin, UFO girl Yakisobunny. <laughs> With her special miracle sauce guns. See, now that she's a bunny, the miracle sauce sounds naughty. <laughs> a- and Cabbage Hurricane special attack. Yakiso Bunny was actually so popular that Nissin increased the amount of cabbage in their Yakisoban UFO cups because of the cabbage hurricane. Yes, legitimately. <laughs> oh. That's weird. Yeah, they they had a they were thinking about changing the uh, recipe and they weren't sure whether they should put more of the tempura balls or the cabbage hurricane or more cabbage in. And they were initially thinking of doing the tempura balls, probably because it's it's just pretty cheap to do that. And then she was just so popular that they they switched what they were going to do and uh, increased the amount of cabbage instead. Huh. Who would think that a stupid uh, side Sentai character from a series of commercials would have an impact on the direction a recipe takes with a company. That's consumer culture for you. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's the world we live in now. Our world is dominated by commercial products. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think of, just think of the impact that Transformers has had on the world. (laughs) Man, without them, uh, all of the, uh, Electrical power would be way too high. I hate you. 
In addition to the commercials and video game, in 1994, the live-action movie... No. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! The live-action movie UFO Kamen Yakisoban Ikari no Agadama Bomba was released on VHS featuring Michael Tomioka as Yakisoban and Dave Spector as Kettler and also featuring Aja Kong, the Japanese African-American professional wrestler who made her AEW debut three years ago. Yeah! Go All Elite Wrestling! That shit's good. She lost, unfortunately, in all subsequent AEW fights as well. Damn. Yeah. I guess they mostly use her as a jobber. Uh... A jobber? Uh, the when when you job somebody, like you you set somebody up as like really strong, and then you put them up against somebody, and you have them lose to introduce how just how much stronger the other person is, so that later the real protagonist that you have can beat their ass, and it's like super cool. Hmm. That's what jobbing is. Hmm. I have not heard that term. Mostly, I just hear about faces and heels, and she typically plays the heel. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. While Yakisoban isn't still around in commercials nowadays, his action figures and stuffed toys live on, as well as the splash UFO ride at the Yomiuri Land theme park. And even as late as 2020, the tower defense game Nyanko Great War did a collaboration featuring Neko Yakisopan right there alongside their Godzilla, Ranma Half, Hatsune Miku, Street Fighter V, and, and Evangelion collaborations. Alright, first of all, when we started talking about a Sentai Yakisoba character, <laughs> did you expect them to still have... A theme park ride. No, I didn't. And it's still I didn't expect them to have today. one in the first place. <laughs> it's still active today. You can fight against Kettler by slamming a button as you go down the splash ride and, and it squirts him and he dies. What the fuck? It still exists today. <laughs> He hasn't been seen in 25 years in commercials, but it's still around. And also, the collaboration with Yanku Great War, Neku Yakisoban was introduced alongside Evangelion and Street Fighter V and Hatsune Miku. Ha! <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I don't... I don't enjoy this, John. Every and single... you know what... <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I enjoy even less, John? Is that this next this next segment ends with just two words, and I know you have shit to say we'll about it. We'll get there. I know you have something to say about this, so let's get through it. <laughs> Kid Corp is an interesting developer, as in their over 100 games... The majority of them have been visual novels, including such illustrious games as Pia Carrot e Yokso, 
a summer restaurant job game where you screw all the girls in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. She's in a love story where you have sex with your sister-in-law, a girl with an incurable disease, and several other girls. Six Inch My Darling, where you... we're skipping this one. Why are we skipping that one, John? I don't want to skip it. I want to hear about Six Inch My Darling. Uh-huh. Hey, can you guess what the six inches are? Your dick. Actually, it's the size of the girl. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we're skipping We're skipping this, this one. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kiss Yuri, where you are all of these sex games? Milky season. And that was just the facts. No, John. John, John. John. That's your name now. John, John? John, it's, John. It's not. <laughs> what is Milky season? Ah. Uh. In Milky Season, the player controls a young student who got appointed as the head of the girls' dormitory. This, in turn, will put you into many awkward and romantic situations where you can select how the story will branch and which girl you may fall in love with, based on your choices during dialogues. Okay, what's the gimmick? Why is it called Milky Season? So anyways, uh, let's get on to uh, <laughs> our light novel recap. <laughs> John, 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 John. There I'm going to Steam. There are. It's not on Steam. <laughs> you don't think it's on Steam? No. Dreamcast and PlayStation. It got released in 2002. Oh wow, it's not on Steam. Okay, I'm going to Google. <laughs> there are so like so many of their games are just hentai games. Like, even really old ones for, for, uh, <laughs> things that you've never heard of are all so, ugh. 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 The, there doesn't seem to be anything weird about this one. It just okay. seems like a normal fucking slice of life visual novel. Why is it called Milky Season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. You I mean, I'm looking at images. visual novels. I'm looking at images for it, and it's just like cute fucking girls. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, cute fucking girls. Okay, John. All <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Oh gosh, I just read the first line. Alright, so <laughs> as as always, it's the first week of the new month, so we're going to read a, another book of our light novels series, and the one we're currently doing is Reborn as a Space Mercenary, I Woke Up Piloting the Strongest Starship. I do want it on the record that I did ask John if we could change the books. And he said no, because he'd already bought all three. Yeah, no, I had already bought all three, and he's like, uh, you, do you want to change them? I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay money for more shit. We're doing this. is this. why I don't buy all of them all at once. We're, we're doing this, or you're paying, you're buying the other ones for me. <laughs> I ain't spending money twice in the same season. Fuck that. 
All right. Do you have anything? Do you have anything you want to lead into this with, John? No, I'll talk at the end. All right. Our team of fucksluts arrive in the Arrain system, a star system primarily used for research purposes because that's definitely how entire sectors of space work, and immediately find themselves some people to save. They swoop in and kill a couple of space pirates, though a couple others escape, and protect a transport ship owned by Inagawa Technologies, one of the leading research groups in the galaxy. Did you like that, John? Yeah, I did. Because they are a bunch of fuck sluts. <laughs> I, I, I debated for a little bit on whether or not to use it. I was like, is that offensive? Is, is that like, is that a bad thing to say? No, they're fuck sluts. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely fuck sluts. And it's, it's disgusting and I hate them. Um, I, I also, I it didn't occur to me, but you're right. Like the fact that the whole place is a research place like it's dumb see um this book these books treat star systems the way that um star wars treats planets where it's like they just have one defining characteristic and there's nothing else there yeah that's what makes um uh naboo so cool because there's actually two different cultures alive on the same planet and right it's the only one yeah that's correct it is the only one that is interesting (laughs) because tatooine is just a desert coruscant is just a city you know (laughs) we we should i mean i think literally everyone can agree with this that we should stop being on tatooine there's yes everything is on tatooine Tatooine. please stop (laughs) we've we've had nine movies about tatooine we can go on right Um, i hated i hated that rise of skywalker ended on tatooine i was like tell me more how you have no ideas jj abrams and and like it do if you have to go back to a planet that everyone knows and and can't come up with anything new go to naboo it's it's at least interesting we've only seen it once no twice in movies so like it's it's more of a breath of fresh air than the rest of this shit right like uh, planets have ecosystems and (laughs) it's not all just dagobah could not just be entirely a swamp (laughs) (laughs) you can't just have a swamp planet come on yeah. And you can't just have a research galaxy or or solar system. Solar system, star system, yeah. Yeah, you can't. It can't just be, this is where we do research. That's stupid as fuck. Nope, everything's monolithic. Yeah. Eventually, they land at the Arrain Systems trading colony because it would be too interesting if they ever actually landed on a planet. Mimi stays on the ship, selling their looted goods, while Elma and Hero visit the Imperial Fleet's local headquarters to claim their bounties. The clerk introduces himself as Sergeant Daniel in a way that made me think at first he would become important, but he never does. (laughs) Back at the ship, the trio decide they should finally get a full medical workup done, and then Hero tells Elma the truth about how he's actually an isekai loser. Now, this is the part that shocked me. I did not expect him to actually come clean. 
I... What actually shocked me more was that he tells Elma and not Mimi. And never gets around to telling Mimi. Uh, I think they kind of hand wave over that later when they're at the doctor's office and... And, and he's, he's like, like, I lied. I, I got transported here from another galaxy. Yeah. So I... I they they kind of just hand waved that away so he wouldn't have to go through it a second time but i agree that is that it's both dumb that he only told one of them and that it's weird that elma's the one yes and and it is also weird that he told them at all you're right yeah i i really did not expect him to to tell them um uh also you're right Sergeant Daniel really seemed like a character. Like, like they really th- like three pages of introducing us to Sergeant Daniel, like them getting friendly with him, like the a weird smile he gave at one point, like they drew attention to this weird smile he gives. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so he's going to be important in some way in this book. He's mm-hmm. going to matter. He does not come back. Nope, you never once his his name is not even spoken again. <laughs> and they do a lot of shit with the Imperial fleet. Sergeant Daniel does not exist. Sergeant Daniel no. might as well have just walked out the back door and back floated into space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go out an airlock and be gone. More relationship bullshit later, and then Hero and Mimi go on a little shopping trip where he treats her like a piece of meat and buys her goth lolly outfits because he's into that. I just can't adequately describe the level of grossness involved in this. Nope. Af- afterwards, they visit the mercenary guild to introduce themselves and receive a message about payment from Inagawa Technologies. They negotiate a recommendation for a doctor's visit out of the deal, as well as way too much money because real tension is never allowed. Nope. <laughs> and yes, you're, you're right. It is absolutely repulsive i was telling my wife about it the other day i was like yeah this this is uh, a thing that happens and this is what it happened in the first book where he gets an app to basically display and see her from every angle like just a piece of meat yeah uh, play dress up with her and, and he does that in this also yeah, and he pulls that app back out. It's repulsive, and we were both repulsed by this because that's the only sane response to this. Like, there's there's some things that you go and you're like, oh yeah, like I can understand being a, a horny, you know, seventeen year old and and thinking about like having sex all the time like this and doing stuff, and and you can understand how certain stages in your life you might enjoy being in these situations and 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 thinking about doing the same things but like that's just uh that's another level where yeah yeah and i have i have the page actually i want to go over the page right now that leads up to this yeah um i'm just gonna read the page uh, we continued our amicable chat as we walked through town. Since we'd just eaten breakfast, neither of us was hungry. What to do then? Hey, Mimi, want to look for some new clothes, I proposed. Hmm, we could, but I think my current clothes should be enough for me. 
Come on, let's get you something fashionable just for fun, I said. I'd love to see you in one of those dresses. I gestured toward a girl in one of those gothic Lolita dresses, and Mimi instantly went red. What? Did I say something weird? Oh no, I just, um, I'm not sure if I could pull it off. Mimi flicked furtive glances between the girl and her own feet, pointedly ignoring me. She doesn't want to do this. Correct. Psh, no way, I said. You'll look great. Come on, let's give it a try. Um, you did the research. Do any of the shops in there have stuff like that? Yes, but... I grinned. Mimi's smile turned into a tight wince. Give it up, Mimi. You're gonna look great. Yep. Yep. That's fucking abusive shit. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, and and that's... Her her being in a gothic Lolita dress is one of the several times where they just go ahead and fill the entire page with a picture of her. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tits bursting out. Yeah. This at least 15-year-old. Yep. Yeah. Because gotta remember that about her. All we know about her age is he th- he thought enough about how young she was to look into whether it was illegal. And, and uh, we and, know she's 15 at least. With a sigh of relief, he said, Phew, she's Safe. illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They go to Inagawa's doctor offices and meet Dr. Shoko, who has Mimi Tear Big Tits. Again, the book says this. This isn't me. She's shocked to find that Hiro has strange genetics and negotiates with Inagawa to pay him for samples of his DNA, and he goes along with it. He and Mimi get their vague vaccines that don't hurt, and Dr. Shoko tells Elma she can have babies with Hiro. Apparently, space elves can only have children with people they recognize as their soulmate. This will come up later and have no point, but for now, just know that Hero threatens anal penetration against her. Fucking classy. I'm glad I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time that anal penetration is threatened against Alma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go home and plan out some tours for the next day, because this book has a point, I guess, and that point is there is no meaning to life or the events therein. <laughs> Elma comes into <laughs> Elma comes into his room super drunk and falls asleep instead of their normal fucking, and when she wakes up, tells him that shit from earlier. It's not implied that they have sex then, but later Hero will threaten her with anal penetration again by implying they did it at this point. Hey John, do you usually threaten your partners with undesired anal sex? No. No. Yeah, I didn't think I don't. so. It's it's not a thing people do. It's, no, it's, it's kind of fucked up. It is correct. <laughs> they go on their tours. The cultured meat plant is low key more horrifying than the author even believes, as it's real meat cultivated in jars. They've genetically modified cows and chickens and shit for edibility, so much that they are now tentacle monsters with no evidence of their past forms remaining. They're born, grown, and harvested in a matter of hours. The company claims they have no sentience, 
But I don't think it matters even if it's true. Because these creatures are descended from animals that used to have some level of sentience that was stripped from them at some point. Yep. Yep. Moving on from those crimes against God, they tour an algae factory that at first scares the trio because they use the same building as the first place. But the, po- the tour is much more normal. It's just vats of algae that they throw human compost on to help grow, and then they churn it into paste. Sounds gross, but pretty normal and efficient. Whatever. Yeah, I had no problem with this. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a scat person or anything. Uh, I, I hate poop just as much as the next person. But uh, this just makes sense. Like, like if it, they were lying to the populace about it, I would have an issue with it. But they're not. They have yeah. very public tours. And it's this isn't like, you know... Soylent Green is people. That this is just, it's it's just intelligent. Like what? Yeah, are you, the, what else are you gonna do with the human compost? Like the thing this reminded me of of the most was um, in Snowpiercer when they find out that all the protein bars are uh, churned up bugs. Yeah, and it's like really gross. Like that was fucked up because they weren't telling anybody that. Yeah, but. Uh, this is just like whatever. Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. Finally, the, finally, they visit an alcohol factory and try fruit wine. It's fruit filled with wine. Cool. Elma buys a bunch of alcohol and Hero judges her for it like a dick, despite all his talk about how it's your money, you can do what you want with it. Hero sucks, is what I'm saying. This is also the point where he threatens her with anal sex again by telling her to abstain from alcohol for a week. I just really need people to understand that the main character, the hero of this book, threatens one of his sexual and business partners with anal penetration multiple times in this book and actually followed through at one point, and she clearly is not interested and does not like it. This is shitty, fucked up behavior presented in a joking fashion. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, I just... I really needed because it only happens a couple of times, but like it smears the entire book. Oh yeah, like uh, it's it's uh, more than a couple of times too many. Because yeah. this is this sort of shit should never happen ever. Like ever ever. If ever. you want, if you want to have anal sex, like talk with your partner and be like, "Hey, is this a thing you're into?" And if they say no. Then drop it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The next day, Hero goes out on his own and immediately has to rescue Dr. Shoko from a big dude in an alleyway. She had been transporting Hero's samples to Inagawa's research department by herself, and she was accosted and robbed. He is banned from going out on his own again because he literally can't do anything without having to save a woman. We're halfway through the book now, and the author remembers he should have something resembling a plot. Lieutenant Serena, now Lieutenant Commander Serena, shows up, having followed Hero to this system, and after some desperate attempts to recruit him into the Imperial fleet, hires him to teach a unit she's forming exclusively to hunt space pirates. Hero agrees to it because it's easy, danger-free money. He explains some super basic shit to the unit, teaches them to bait out space pirates, and when they catch on to the trick, helps with another base attack. I said this was a plot, but it's actually the most boring part of the book. 
Agreed. And when when he said desperate attempts, we're talking some serious desperation. Like like depressingly Begging. desperate. Groveling. Like it's gross how desperate she is. Yeah. Like I, I hated I hated this new characterization for Serena. Because in the first book, she was actually kind of cool. In this book, she becomes a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Serena starts to open up to Hero more during this portion, mainly by getting drunk in private and ranting about chauvinism in the military. It feels important at this point to tell you all that she's Gracken Empire nobility, and as we learned from Elma in this book, that means she can kill literally anybody with only the flimsiest of excuses. She likes Hero because he doesn't worry about that fact, because he didn't know about it, and isn't her subordinate, so they can talk to each other like normal people. She's she's such a tsundere. It's it's also ridiculous to introduce this this uh, concept so late after introducing nobility. Uh huh. Um, where where's the passage? Because I have I have a picture of this also. Mm. All right. Elma had suggested for Reed forced me to watch a documentary-style compilation of nobility-related problems and shenanigans in the Gracken Empire. In her own words, your attitude toward nobility terrifies me. If you're not careful, you could have all of us tried for slander. Learn to talk to nobles. I found it annoying at first, but the longer I watched, the more horrified I became. Apparently, nobles could actually murder common folk without any consequences, as long as they provided even the flimsiest of excuses. And I do mean flimsy. Stuff like, they were a villain, they insulted me, and I did it to avenge the Gracken Empire. To make matters worse, other nobles served as judge and jury in those kinds of cases. Yeah. Like, like just some straight-up fucked-up feudalism shit. Honestly, this this section of the book was kind of like um, Realist Hero Season 2, where they're like, oh yeah, by the way, slavery exists, and like... <laughs> right. It, it, was, it was basically like, you know, hey, so, uh, for no real reason at all, uh, we're gonna make it so that you're currently living in a fucked up world. And like, I already called it out in the first book, how it's like, like, why would feudalism still exist when space travel is a thing? It doesn't make any sense yeah. for it to be a thing. And, and then to add this to it, it's just like, wow. I, I didn't know... I didn't know humans could regress as a society in such a fashion. Yeah. It's... it's it Fucked up. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yep. They returned from the pirate base attack to find the colony under attack by tentacle monsters. Hero puts on some fallout power armor and clears out the port authority and then Inagawa Technologies. It becomes clear that the monsters are those food tentacles from earlier that have been tainted with Hero's human DNA that those random dudes stole from Shoko earlier. Hold hold on. It never once states that Hero's human DNA is involved. 
at no point does it even intimate that. For anyone who's got a brain, yes, that's the first thing I thought of was that John. that his, but it it doesn't say that. John, give me a second while I pull it up. Okay. Because I I was reading that expecting to see it, you know, pretty quickly, but. <clears throat> Did you find out anything about the one with all the eyes? Dr. Shoko's smile wavered. Looked like all we still knew was that it was fast as heck and could regenerate. Ah, whatever, I said. It doesn't matter as long as it doesn't hurt me or my crew. Sorry. Her apologetic silence said everything. That thing must have had my genetic data in it. The very same data that was stolen from Inagawa Technologies. Inagawa isn't very trustworthy, is it? Page. 213 but he doesn't call her out on it he just he knows in his head that that's what happened but he doesn't call her out on it which is what i talk about in the next sentence i somehow missed that bit because <laughs> i was looking for it throughout all of this because you know it's pretty obvious to the reader that yes they must have <laughs> had his dna in it but I mean, uh, it helps to forget when immediately after that, like literally the next page, he's talking about why don't you be my ship's doctor so that he can fuck her. Mm -hmm. um, and then she turns him down because the author has written themselves into a corner um, with all the bullshit sci-fi med pods and shit. Um, yeah. So there's no reason for a ship's doctor to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like, no, that's dumb. Why would I leave all my cool research facilities to be on your ship? Either book three or book four. It'll happen. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's his DNA in there. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, he doesn't force them to acknowledge this and pay him the 30 million enter he's owed under these circumstances. An animal rights activist slash terrorist group claim responsibility for the attack, but it doesn't matter to our trio, who decide to go on vacation to a sightseeing planet. Serena comes to try and stop them out of jealousy and gets drunk with them again. Then they leave. And that's the book. Ugh. Uh, next book, do you think Serena's joining the crew? No, I don't think so. Okay. So, book four, book oh, five, wait. something like oh, that. Oh, wait, Serena? Serena. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Serena might. Okay, yeah. I was thinking next book. Um, she's going to do something to get in trouble, and then, yeah, she'll come running to him. So, um, I, have, I have two things to say about this book. One... Uh -huh. It has been more than a month since I read the last book. And yes. uh, I did the right thing after reading the last book. And I uh, basically tried to forget as much as possible about the book. <laughs> did everything possible to just not have it in my brain at all. Okay. And when I came back and read this one. It was all right there. It, I actually enjoyed it. Oh yeah, you enjoyed this one. 
I I got through the whole thing. I you know I th- there you've pointed out quite a few issues. I agree. <laughs> Those were all issues that came up as I was reading it. But there was enough like the the space battles were were kind of cool. The the you know the interpersonal things were were kind of interesting. They yeah, I thought that it was uh the the talk with um what's her name um elma about you know the differences between his world and theirs and and they actually explained why he gets to fuck everyone on his ship uh which i'll get to in a moment um you know i thought all of that was interesting um and and it, it helped that uh for the most part they didn't uh, double down every five minutes on the fact that Mimi is 15-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi and is honestly, like, like barely in this book. Oh, really? Yeah, she, she really is. And uh, there was only one thing that I, uh, like, as I was going through, I, I read through the entire book with disdain, expecting to hate it. And then I got to the end, and I was like, well, that wasn't that bad. And it was then that I was like, oh, shit, now I've got to pull out things to talk about. Because if I just hate the book, then I could just go in, you know, ranting and raving at it. But there were actually good things. The one special thing that I tried looking for online, because it's, it's a single word that was in the book, and I can't remember where it was, but I know it's in there. What's it in the context of? Maybe I remember this. It's in the context of Mimi, and the word is underage. Because they use the word underage to refer to Mimi. Oh, shit. Did they? I <laughs> they don't did. remember. <clears throat> they I did. Don't and I don't want to go back through the book and find it, but I, I was really thinking about it. But it's in there. And it it that was the one thing that was like, oh, seriously, like, like before it was a she could be, she couldn't be, you, you know, you you don't know, you don't know what her age is, but she's legal. Uh, but then like they use the word, which I don't know why they use the word, because again, she's legal. But I don't know that the author remembered that (laughs) (laughs) like it has to be in the context of this fucking shopping scene because that's like the only real scene she has there's it might have been after that honestly uh there's 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 a lot of points where he thinks about her he doesn't interact with her but he thinks about her right um that's true yeah uh i thought i thought that the uh the cultured uh, meat was revolting, uh, both in how they described it and also the concept. Um, yeah, yeah. The I anal mean, sex. I thing. think it's a cool concept. Bullshit. I just think Ryuto Ryuto didn't go far enough with it. Like he doesn't think that this thing, this horrible, disgusting thing he created, is as horrible and disgusting as it yeah. actually is. He he thinks it's horrible and disgusting for a reason that is in fact horrible and disgusting but there's something a little bit worse that under the surface fails to acknowledge yeah (laughs) um uh lieutenant serena 
Lieutenant Commander Serena. <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, like... Goodbye, cool, suave, like, like, Lieutenant Serena from the first book, who really, for a lot of the book, had Hero under her thumb. Yeah. And, oh, hello, uh... Weak, weepy, whiny, complaining bitch. Drunken mess. Drunken mess. Who <laughs> really, she's horny for him, but also she just wants to control him. Like, like, like not like, you know, have, pa- she wants to own him as in a slave. Like she wants to have complete ownership of him. Yeah. It's disgusting. And what they did to her character is disgusting. And it's a bummer. Uh, and I am I'm, I'm sad that we're absolutely going to be seeing a whole lot more of her. Oh yeah. You you know like, Oh yes. The next book they you know, she said she's not going to follow after him. She'll be there. She'll be there She'll be very there. quickly. What whether she's there with her her troop of of pirate slayers or whether she gets she, kicked out of the military. Yeah, or like her her pirate killers all get killed and and she's being hunted by the pirates because you know they were they were too good, so she's on the run and something. She's she's the the damsel in distress. Because he's, he's already dealt with two of them, and then Shoko was the damsel for this book, because he saves her three times. Which they do call out. Yes. Also, with Shoko, you didn't mention the fact... Well, you mentioned the fact that uh, he wants to fuck her. Which, yes. Alright, let me take a break from talking about Shoko for a second. His penis is far more in this book than it was in the last one. In the, in, in the last book in the last book he thought with his brain he was he was thinking like you know should i do this should you do this i'll hold on to this money uh i i should do this tactical thing uh no what if he's we, fully what embraced we the idea at this point that if he gets a, a chick on his ship he can fuck her so this, he's like let me get this chick on my ship the only thing he thinks with is his penis now that's the only thing that runs through his head and he's a far less interesting character now yes he he's just a dick with legs (laughs) every single care every single female he sees is wonder if i can fuck her how can i fuck her what can i get her on my ship maybe i could just have sex with her Oh this, look! The weirdest she, she's one? on my ship, but she's not a part of my crew. Could I still fuck her? <laughs> the weirdest thing was when, like, the tentacle monsters are attacking the city, and he goes out, and they're like straight up eating people, and he's like, "But they're not those kind of tentacle monsters." I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he's like, he, he goes from describing a twitching leg in one of their mouths. To, but they're not those kind of tentacle monsters. Yes. Hey. Um. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <sighs> what then, a piece of shit. 
the other the other uh, I'll go back to Shoko before I go back to fucking everything. Um Shoko also is like throughout the the whole uh book is like will they won't they uh she's interested in him but like maybe they will uh that when they get his dna they do it several ways uh one of which is he has to uh come oh i didn't talk about this yeah he he has to come and so she puts him in a machine and doesn't tell him this was also gross uh so he this is actually where the anal penetration shit starts yes uh he gets ass raped by the machine and uh that makes him come and they collect that um no warning uh at all in yeah. the slightest he he just gets anally raped um i i don't know if that was supposed to be funny but he just got anally raped um and then- i mean i just kind of i glossed over it because like she it's clearly just a normal function of this machine in their universe. Uh-huh. So she's like, oh, well, everybody knows this is how this machine works. Why should I have to tell him? Like, um, And then the other thing is, uh, like, right after that, she's like, well, you know, I could I should have told you about that. You know, uh, you know, we could have gotten it another way. I mean, I could have helped you. So, like, <laughs> she's she's like right there offering to jerk him off. She's like, I could have sucked your dick, and I could have gotten it that way. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> cool. So you're into potentially sucking my dick, and I don't know that 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 whole thing was weird. Shoko's definitely joining the crew within the next three or four books. I don't Hopefully. see how he does that, and it makes sense. Uh, she lost the DNA, so maybe she screws up again and Inagawa kicks her out? Maybe. There's a thousand ways that they could do it. Um, it just, it, 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 it feels weird to have that conversation at the end, though, to, like, put a final pin in it and say, like, no, we're not, we're not gonna happen. And then that's, and then come back later and be like, but maybe... Yeah. I don't it know. feels weird to do that. Yeah. But it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing I want to talk about was uh, Elma, when Elma and Hero have their talk where he explains that uh, he's been isekai'd and that he's an isekai loser like me, uh, <laughs> just in a different way. Uh, I watch and read isekais, and, uh, he gets to fuck all the girls. Um, they, they talk, and Elma explains that, like, oh, because you weren't here, you don't understand all of the, the background for why things happen, like, and he's like, yeah, like, why are you fuck, why do I get to fuck all of y'all? And she explains that, um, back before Faster Than Light Travel existed when they moved from planet to planet or before it got faster uh it it still took forever to move from planet to planet or from solar system to solar system and it took like a month or so and most of the pilots were men so when a man was going to go on one of these voyages they'd uh invite a girl on and then they'd fuck the whole time 
And so nowadays, it's just kind of a standard thing where, you know, a holdover from those times. I was like, that makes sense. I can I can understand now a little bit more. I think it's contrived, and uh, they could have done better with explaining this in the first book. I would I would it would make more sense to me if it had been in the first book because it would have been a like oh you don't understand well this is why versus now it's like oh shit everyone thinks that I just um you know have made a bad character and all they do is fuck so let's I put mean, him on the ship yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, he I'm did not... make a bad character, and all they do is fuck. Correct. <laughs> he, he he did do that. And this is a bad book. <laughs> but but... In, in relation to this, I do have it, it's my first screenshot I took. This happens in like the first three pages. This is in the prologue. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, one of the weirdest customs I learned was that women on a man's ship were instantly seen as his mistresses. Weird, right? It was weird to me, too. But what could I do? I was still learning about this place and all its customs. So for now, I had to just go with the flow. No, you didn't! It's your ship! Uh, you didn't have to go with the flow! <laughs> mm-hmm. What? <laughs> That's a choice you made! That's yep. a decision! Own up to your decisions! You didn't, you didn't just fucking go with the flow into that. You made the choice... To fuck Mimi. Yep. Uh, that made me so mad when I read that. That's like really fucking washing over your crimes. Yep. And then to call attention to one of the other uh, screenshots you took, uh, uh-huh. there's uh, the fact that he really is a one-dimensional character. All he does is care about sex and everything else is just non-existent. Um, the soda is even barely there in this book. Yeah, the soda's barely there, and, um, and like, he, he does, they, he's just a sociopath. <laughs> oh, I know the screenshot! I've got it up! <laughs> Elma's gaze flicked to me. You're not just gonna let them go, right? Absolutely not. We kill all pirate scum. I doused them in heavy laser fire, circled back around, and blanketed the rest in flak. Uh, italics. Do I enjoy slaughtering people with no will to fight? Yes, I do. I get money, and I get to clean up some space trash. What could be more fun? Ah, the sweet taste of justice. Just Help! fucked up shit. Help! <laughs> One pirate screamed. No, I said. Perhaps this is overly harsh and cruel, but letting these vermin live would only cause more suffering for someone else down the line. Just Ugh. such fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have one more book, and then we're never touching this series again. <laughs> no, you've fallen in love with it, you said. This is, no, I just did not say that. This book is great, you said. No, I said I had the capacity to enjoy it after uh, not being reminded every 20 seconds that she's 15 years old. Yeah. That was nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are we doing next week? Are we keeping accountable again, or do we want to do a media that made us? 
I would love to do a media that made us, but I would want to do movies, and all my movies are packed up right now. Mm. That's unfortunate. And I don't know if the movie that I would want to talk about is on a streaming service I have. (laughs) I can look it up real quick. I've got a movie I can talk about. So if if you can find yours. Yeah, I think I can. It seems to be on Hulu. Okay. So mine would be Juno. Okay. Yeah, Juno was... Juno is, like, my favorite movie. Like, ever. Okay. I mean, it's a fantastic movie. Mine's gonna be The Man with Two Brains. I thought it was gonna be The Man with the Iron Mask. <laughs> uh, I saw you typing it out, and I'm like, The Man with the, man with the Iron Mask? No. Leo no, DiCaprio? This is a, a Steve Martin movie that's rated R, I think, for uh, sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where can I watch that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hulu, apparently. The Man with Two Brains, you said? The Man with Two Brains, 1983 film with Steve Martin and Kathleen Turner. Yeah, it seems to be on Hulu. Is it? No. It says Hulu Premium Subscription. Oh, maybe then. I don't I don't know what that means. It means the one with with no ads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. So it's that's there. a place I can watch. Okay. I can't find the rating anywhere. So yeah, I'll watch both of these movies. I guess you'll watch both of these movies, and we can talk about them next week. Uh, there it is. It's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So um, where was the outro? Hey, what are you looking forward to for next week? Oh we man, I don't think we did this last week. So I'm not sure if we did either. I'm looking forward to, I don't know, you go first. Uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of family things. I'm actually uh, doing a birthday thing with my wife's uh, parents tonight, and then we're doing a thing for my wife's birthday on Thursday, so going to have lots of fun with oh, my family. Chris, your wife's birthday is that soon? Yeah, yeah. We're five oh, days wow. apart. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I'm like three years older than her, so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to going clothes shopping this week. Ooh. Kate said she would take me clothes shopping, and I need some pants that fit because... Yeah. I don't have many good pairs of pants left. I get that. Yeah. My favorite my favorite pair of pants uh ripped a hole in the butt a few weeks ago. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it was like a gradual one too, so it, like it snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One day I Sorry, was wearing dude. them and, and Mitchell's like, Hey, there's a hole in your pants. I'm like, I know. 
like because there was a hole in them before and we just like it, it was over the pocket so we just sharpied in over the fucking hole because they were mm-hmm. a black pair of pants so it's like just sharpie in people can't tell from a distance whatever but then mm-hmm. they frayed more and it was it was off the pocket so in the yeah. trash so time for new pants maybe yep. a couple of shirts okay well, thank you all for listening along. Uh, I hope you didn't read this book. Um, I hope I you hope, did. I hope no. I hope you. This book. I hope you suffer with us. Read every book with us. <laughs> well, I, I just don't want to give money to. Uh, uh, I don't hate Ryuto. Ryuto in that way. I don't care. Ryuto can have money. Who gives a shit? uh Uh, hey um share this with someone who really loves maruchan ramen not nisan ramen because that shut that shit sucks let's let's (laughs) go with marchan directly supports the competitor of ufo common yakisoban yeah uh thanks for listening um we'll see y'all next week Bye. Bye.